Praise the Lord. Let's be on our feet as we just worship God. We we'll sing this song. You Brother alone are holy. Brother Kibbe. You alone Name are worthy. Only you alone deserve our praise. You alone are holy. You alone are worthy. Only you alone deserve my praise. So I come before you. I honor and adore you. You alone is worthy of my praise. Only you alone. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise Thank you for making your word, your word alive in our midst. Thank you for your visitation. Thank you for what you are set to do. 
we give you all the glory. Father, speak to us this afternoon and let your name alone be glorified. The word for everyone in this auditorium, let it go forth at this hour in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let's have a seat. God is good. And all the time. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, we started a series titled, The Power of Praise and Worship. So we did part one. In part one, we talk about what is praise. We said praise is magnifying, glorifying, and honoring God. It's an expression of your love to God. Praise is thanking God for what he has done, what he is doing, what he will still do in your life. And we define worship as a divine reverence, act of reverence unto God for who he is. He respects you for what he has done or he has not done in your life. Worship is a deeper and closer heartfelt and passionate expression of your love unto God. And we went ahead to look at two things that praise does as a powerful weapon in the hand of a believer. We said praise and worship are powerful weapons to attract the presence of God. And we also treated Praise and worship are powerful weapons of deliverance and evangelism. And I give God glory because God showed up to honor His word. But we had the last month praise and worship outreach. To the point that when we finished that service, the presence of God was so mighty that we didn't want to leave this place. You know what Peter said? We don't need to go down there again. Why don't we stay here? Make one tabernacle for you and we'll begin to enjoy ourselves. And that is what the presence of God does in the life of a man. We bless God for his visitation. So today we want to continue again on the part two of that series. The power of praise and worship, part two. So if you miss that message, and by the way, all the messages being preached on this altar, Victory Night, Vigil Night, Friday service, you can go to our website to have a repeat of it. We store all our messages on our website. This www.tbolf.org. You will be surely blessed. And we have all our messages since 2010. It's going to be a great blessing for you in Jesus' name. So let's go to Acts chapter 16, verse 23 to 26. We use the same text in the first part. Acts 16, 23 to 26. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, 
charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. I don't know the type of prison that the enemy has put you. Inner prison depicts a place that seems of no solution. And made their feet in the stalks. Their legs were chained and changed, and they were put in maximum security in prison. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. 26. And suddenly, somebody says, suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. Everyone's hands band were loose. Irrespective of the maximum security, immediately, all the chains were broken. And those that were kept in the inner prison were set free. I see God setting you free from any kind of prison. The enemy has put you in the name of Jesus. Somebody did not receive that. I said, I see God bringing you out. Miraculous. I don't care the type of prison that you have been put. I don't care the depth of that issue you are passing through. But God is saying, it's bringing you out triumphantly in the name of Jesus. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, when things are good, when they are not good, give thanks. When you read that same scripture in the message translation, it says, thank God for no matter what happens. Thank God no matter what happens, this is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ, to live your life. Which means you are supposed to be a strange person in this world. When everybody is crying, when everybody is being afraid, when everybody is running out of scatter, you are supposed to be in charge and be at peace and be rejoicing in the Lord. Because you serve a God that never sleeps nor slumber. You serve a God that has solution to any issue can ever go through in life. So the Bible says, you are to give thanks at every issue, everything that happens in your life. Whether good or not good, whether expected or not expected. You know what that means? God is saying, you are not permitted to murmur or complain. No matter what you are experiencing. Many Christians know, and I've seen a lot, if you are asked to describe your problem, you can describe it better than you can describe God. That's misplaced authority. Why don't you tell me how powerful your God is? How great your God is? But you are telling me 
in a graphical manner how that problem is sinking you. In 1 Corinthians 10.10, 10, Apostle Paul said, Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured. And what happened to them? They were destroyed of the destroyer. He's talking about the Israelites. The Israelites that God has delivered, He has helped them to conquer. They experienced strange things. Is it that you want to talk of what happened in Egypt? The plagues upon the Egyptians and they were set free. All their firstborn kept alive. All the mighty miracle of crossing the Red Sea. All the wonderful miracle of eating fresh fruit, fresh bread, fresh manna from heaven every day, free of charge. But these people, the Bible said they began to murmur, forgetting all those things God has done. They began to complain. To the extent in the state of their complaining, they said, Moses, stop. We are going to get another leader for us and we'll go back to slavery. Slavery. That is what murmuring and complaining can cause. The life of a child of God. We are instructed to rejoice evermore. No matter what it is you are passing through. See, whether you complain, you don't complain. Whether you cry, you don't cry. God remains God. And you can't take him to any court. So the smartest thing you do for this God is to praise him. Say everything. Praise him. Give him thanks. But what have you been doing? Look at the case of Paul and Silas. Everything was against Paul and Silas. Everything. They were serving God. The same God allowed them to go and be put in prison. But when they got to that prison, they packaged themselves correctly. and said, God, whether we are in prison, or we are in our room, or we are in any AC, we will press you, because you remain God. And as they were pressing God, God said, look at my boy. These are my boy. These are the people I'm looking for. And the Bible said, God showed up. God will show up concerning your case. I say, God will show up concerning your case. Now, let me show you something that happened in that scripture, Acts 16.25. In that same scripture, Acts 16.25. Now, I will read from Message Bible. Say, along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at the prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. Now, look at what happened. King James says, and the other prisoners heard them. Now, look at what message said. Said the other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. When they heard them singing in the midst of chain, inside maximum security, when the other prisoners heard them singing, said they couldn't believe it. Who are these people? These will be strange people. They are locked up in prison and they are still pressing the same God. So how many strange people do we have here? <laughs> Praise God. Are you puzzled when you see a man of God or you see any child of God that is like the whole world is turning upside down against him and you see him still bouncing for God. You see him still rejoicing. 
Still serving the Lord with the all of his strength. Still working for God without any reluctance. That is what we are saying. Or look at David. David said in Psalm 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Go and look at the life of Paul, of, of David. <laughs> After he got anointed, everything turned against him. David would have said, God, you anointed me for, to, to put me in this trouble. Please take your anointing. The moment he was anointed, the devil set everything loose against him. But because he was a praiseful person, the Lord was giving him victory over everything. The Lord will give you victory over every issue of your life in the name of Jesus. And you see, David demonstrated this attitude when he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. When his wife, children, and all the wives of the children of his men were taken captive in Ziglag, in 1 Samuel 36. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his own and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. How? By praising God. David stopped weeping. And said, oh, what am I doing? Where am I? Where am I? These people, they have infused me with a negative spirit. The Bible said, David packaged himself together and began to worship God. I said, God, you that anointed me when I was in that bush, you are more than helpful to do this for me. I will press you. Whether I have children, I don't have children, I will continue to press you. He began to encourage himself in the Lord. He began to worship God. And they went to the man of God and said, bring that thing. Let I want God's presence around me, not negative spirit. And before you know it, God showed up. And him and all the people around him, they recovered all. The Bible said, David pursued, he overtook, and he recovered all. I see you recovering all your losses in the name of Jesus. So what do you do when you are in that issue? Encourage yourself in the Lord. By worshipping him. Bless the Lord at all times. Worship him profusely whether everything is good or not good. Because you serve a God that never fails. There's a song that says, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. The men of this world may let you down. But my Jesus never fails. Your boss may fail you. Your company may reject you. But I say, Jesus never fails. Hallelujah, he never fails. And that's the word of God for somebody here. No matter what you are going through, Jesus never fails. He was in a boat that was a storm. And my God was sleeping. <laughs> In the midst of a storm, Jesus was sleeping. Now, imagine 
Holy Spirit. You be in that boat, and you know Jesus was there. If I am in that boat, I will package myself, and I will sleep beside Jesus. God knows my heart. You know why? The quickest way to go to heaven that is sweet is what? To die. And if I have to die, resting on Jesus' bosom, so be it. So why, why will I bother myself? But you know what? I know that since Jesus is in that boat, that boat is not permitted to capsize. That is it. Since Jesus is in that boat, that boat is not, no devil can make that boat to capsize. When the disciples were doing everything, they even packed all, the, all, the, all, the, all their stuff into water, doing everything. But when they remembered, oh, Jesus is here, Jesus come. And my God stood up and said, peace be still. Now, let's go to Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Are you saying amen? amen. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be born. Neither shall the flame kindled upon you. That God will solve your problem is not negotiable. You say, how do I know? Jesus told that man and said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark 9.23 Only if you can believe, all things are possible to aim that believeth. Now, the question then is, how and when? And the Holy Spirit confirmed this word. The first news I heard when I came to this church, I'm not going to share that testimony. That testimony is, is, is coming. I was so excited in my spirit. Because we serve a God that knows the right time to do it in such a way that no man will take the glory. So the question is not how. The question we usually ask is how we God do it, when we God do it, when you're supposed to be praising and worshipping Him. That answer, leave it to God. Let me tell your neighbor, say, leave that answer to God. Just worship Him. When He will do it. Tell Him, when He will do it. You don't need to know. How He will do it. You don't need to know. Just know that He will do it. And you know why? His time is the best. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. His time is the best. Let's look at three examples for, for, for you to understand this is true. 
The three Hebrews in Daniel chapter 3. The king said, you worship another God, I'm going to throw you into the furnace. And these three Hebrews said, okay, into the furnace, well, we are ready. This God that we serve, we believe him so much that we are not going to be careful about what you are going to do. If he refuse to deliver us, so be he. We are ready to go to meet him in heaven. And if he deliver us, glory be to God. Now, note this story very well. Not until those guys were put inside the fire, they claimed they are ready to be put. Jesus did not show up. If Jesus wants to kill that king, you know he has done it before, several times, to show his mightiness. But Jesus did not show up. He made sure it was until they proved their faith. They got into the fire and they were ready. I could see them singing their last song. <laughs> and God proved himself. The people that threw them in, they got roasted. As they were entering, they were feeling the cold, the heat, the, 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 the AC from heaven. And when they landed, not even a smell of the fire. Because the fourth man in the fire was with them. I see that fourth man in the, your fire appearing in your situation in the name of Jesus. Look at Daniel. The man was praying, praying, praying unto God. And your God are my God, the smartest ever. The one that has the best solution, the perfect solution. Did not stop Daniel from being thrown into the lion's den. But before he got there, he was right there with him. He was waiting for him right in the midst of the lion's den. And he turned the lion to pets. This God is too good. If you don't understand it, that is where you get confused in life. No wonder Job said, even though it is this God that is slaying me, if it is the one that allowed me to pass through this issue, I will still not cause him. The wife said, curse God and die. He said, no, I will not. You know the story of Job. At the end, what happened to Job? Everything he lost, restored and doubled. Whatever you have lost... If only you will remain faithful unto God, you shall recover all in the name of Jesus. God did not show up until all that Job had was gone, except the wife. Now the last one, for you to know the how and the when, leave it to God. Your own is to do your own part. Just praise and worship him. Apostle Paul went to God in First Corinthians, in Second Corinthians twelve nine. He said, Three times I've gone to God that God remove this plague, remove this problem. I don't like this challenge. This challenge is not good for me. But he said, after the third time, now when the Bible said Paul went to God three times. I was, I was sharing in one place. Don't think Paul just went for one hour and said, God, please, I don't like this problem. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. And it came the second day. God, I don't like this problem. No. Paul 
I am sure he must have fasted and prayed for days. The first time. Say, God, this issue, I don't want it. This is not part of what you promised me. Take it away! The first time, probably 60 days fasting. The second time, probably another 100 days fasting. Say, God, take this issue away! And the third time, he was saying, yes, now. God, you have to do it now. I believe all things are possible with you. Probably another 200 days, I don't know. Yeah? But when he got to God, and God said, Paul, chill. My grace is sufficient for you. Now, that may be the answer to some of the challenges some of you are passing through. And I need to, to, to pay attention to this. But notice, when the Bible says, God said, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness is my strength. Means what? Perfect. Now, the same Paul went through lots of issues. But the Bible says, he finished out strong. That did not stop him from fulfilling the purpose of God for his life. That's it. If God brings you through that situation, He will bring you through it. And you will come out triumphantly. Did you hear what I said? If God allows you to go to that situation, He will see you through it. His grace shall be more than sufficient. And you will come out triumphant. In the name of Jesus. All God wants for you and I, in the midst of our storm, is to seek Him. Jesus said in John 4, 23, But the hour comment, and now is, when the true worshiper, not those that are praising God in their hearts, and they're already thinking of ungodly alternatives. They're already thinking of who they will go to go and bribe, to get things turned upside down. Jesus said, only the true worshipper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is looking for those that are praiseful, that are worshipful in truth and in spirit. Do you know what it does when you praise God and you worship Him? It shows your level of love for Him. It shows how much you trust Him. It shows that you have said, God, is it that God does it or I don't want it? I was sharing with somebody. says, passing through a challenge. Not temptation. I said, have you gotten to a point that God, if I ever fall into this temptation again, take my life. If I'm going to commit this thing, take my life before I commit it. And by God's grace, that, the, that is the, the covenant some of us are running with God. And that is what making us not to embarrass ourselves. You see things, you wrong because you don't want to die. Because you have said, God, is it that I die than for me to go and commit this thing? One of my father said, what God cannot give me, let it remain out of my life. 
Is that your covenant? Now, Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. For you to see what God is expecting from you. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 19. Let's go to 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart. Giving thanks. How many times? Giving thanks when? Giving thanks always for how many things? Now say it very well. For how many things? Do you see that? Give me thanks always and for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? When you praise God, you know what it means? It actually means you are saying, God, I surrender all unto you. You actually say, God, this is my challenge I'm going through, this is my comfort, this is my riches, this is my whatever you have. It's not me that have it. It belongs to you. All my problems belong to you. Because people know I'm serving you. So if you allow me to go through this problem, so be it. Say, God, I just surrender to you. One of my father was, was explaining this. And he said, when you are in a boxing ring, yeah? But two people are fighting. And you see one of the fighters raise his hand. What happened? Said, I surrender. The other opponent dare not punch. If he punch, it's a fine. It's a penalty. So when you say, God, I surrender. What are you saying? God, I surrender everything unto you. All my life belongs to you. When you press him, you are saying, God, I give all unto you. Take care of my life. And you know you will not mess up your life. Rather, I will fix it for you. I see God fix every area of your life in the name of Jesus. Now, do you know on the other hand what that means when you praise God? When you praise God, you put the devil in a confused situation. How do I know? When devil is trying to punish you, making you have a lot of issues, but in the midst of it, you are just, you are just yourself. You are not perplexed. Instead, you are rejoicing. You are praising God. What do you think the devil will do? Devil is confused. The greatest weapon you have against the devil is the joy of the Lord. Pressing and rejoicing in the midst of your challenges. Because what? You are playing the role that the devil lost in heaven. And the moment you are doing that, what happens? The devil disappears. The solution to that sorrow to that depression, to that fear, is the joy of the Lord. That comes when you praise Him, when you worship Him. And the next time you feel depressed, just begin to sing profusely and shout at the top of, of your head. Come and tell me if that depression will not disappear. That's always coming. Just put a song, a powerful song. And before you know it, you begin to speak in tongues. Before you know it, the problem goes. To remain victorious in life, you must remain praiseful. 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 No matter the circumstance. 
You want to remain victorious in life? You must live a life that is praiseful. Now I told you the, the first part. How many of you, when you wake up, you see yourself singing? Even in your dream, you see yourself worshipping God. That is what it means. You live a praiseful life. You see, in the midst of challenges, you are just rejoicing. You are just praising God. Now, one of my friends, the Lord said, he just arrived at the airport, and the only thing that happened, you know, when he travels, he brings a lot of book stuff for the family, for the wife, and between the airport and the house, all that he brought from abroad disappeared. When he got home, he was just cool and calm, as usual. <laughs> the wife said, Daddy, you, know, you don't even show anything. You just lost everything you came with. I said, what will I do? I thank God I have some, something somebody can steal. <laughs> is that your word? That is it. Now, I've said it before. Many of us, we have not thought of what God has done for us. That's why we are, we are confused. We have treated us those things we are doing. Somebody in India is praying to be like you. Somebody is fasting and praying and going to mountains in Nigeria just to be like you. And here you are complaining, murmuring, instead of rejoicing in the Lord. That's what it means. How powerful is praise and worship? Let us go through one and two and we end today. We're going to look at two, probably two today. When you praise God, what happens? How powerful is this praise and worship we are talking of? The power of praise and worship moves God to answer prayers beyond expectation. It does what? It moves God to answer prayers beyond expectation. In Ephesians 3.20, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power Somebody say power. The power that worketh in us. What is that power? Let me show you in 1 Samuel 2, 1 to 10. 1 Samuel 2, 1 to 10. We're not going to read everything. And Anna prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My heart is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. Because what? I rejoice in thy salvation. And in verse 2, Anna began to sing a song. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there is anyone like our God. There is none holy as the Lord. Now this is Anna that has been trusting God for children for years. When he appeared before God in Shiloh, he said, God, give me a child and I will give him unto you. And the Lord answered our prayers. But he said, God, you give it to me, I will give this same child to you. Mind you, Anna did not say, give me other children. 
when Anna got to Shiloh, what did she do? She began to worship God. Say, God, I thank you for Samuel. I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for what you have done. I have come to give that child to you. It belongs to you. I just thank you. God, I just thank you. Say, what do you want? I just thank you, Lord. I just thank you. You know what, you, what God did? The Lord answered her by giving her additional five children that she did not pray for. Look at the whole scripture. Second Samuel. First Samuel, verse 2. He, she was just praising God. She didn't say, God, you see, I'm giving you Samuel now. You have to do something. God, you have to do something. You know, I've given you Samuel. If you don't give me another one, I don't know what I will do. But then I will begin to trouble me again. No, she did not. She just went to God and started to praise God. She was worshipping God. She was honoring God. She was reverencing God and appreciating Him. And God said, now this is my daughter. Now I will embarrass you with more. And God gave her five children. You see that in 1 Samuel 2.21. And the Lord visited Anna. So that she conceived and bear three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. So what have you done to provoke God to do beyond what you are asking for? Are you complaining? Or you are murmuring? Or you are doing nothing? Or you are praising Him? In Acts 16, our text, we saw Paul and Silas doing the same thing. I believe that Paul and Silas were actually praising God and thanking Him that, Father, I thank you that they could arrest me for your sake. You said we will pass through persecution. Lord, I thank you that I've been persecuted for your sake. And they were probably, you know, the Bible said they prayed and they sang. They were probably saying, God, you have done it before. You did it for Peter. They prayed for him. You set an angel. Set an angel. And let the angel deliver us. But was that what God did? No. My God showed up in the midst of that issue. Because they prayed him. It is said an angel. It showed up with an earthquake. Set them free. And before you know it, they were asking for freedom. They got God's visitation. They were being set free. There was revival commotion in the prison. There was evangelism. And souls were saved. You see how God answered your prayer. Beyond expectation. When you worship Him. When you praise Him. Solomon gave an offering that no man has ever gave. One thousand. Incredible. The man built the mind of God. Say, eh? This boy is solo? <laughs> you know, in Nigeria, we call Solomon solo. <laughs> see what you have done? Ah, no, 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 no. I could see God call the cabinet in heaven. Who among you will tell me not to bless this boy beyond his expectation? So we can't stop you, God. Look at what he has done. Nobody has done it. Even his father did not do it. His father Abraham did not do it. He has no record. No, there was no, nothing to show that someone has done such incredible things. And God showed up. Say, Solomon, what do you want? The man said, I just need wisdom. I just need to be able to take care of my people to judge them. Say, eh? That's what you have, sir. I will give you that and even more. Because you have worshipped me. 
because you have praised me. Hallelujah. There was a story of a couple, a Nigerian couple. Which this happened during the military era. The man was given a scholarship to go to the U.S. to study. I believe it should be probably, I of course, master's or doctorate degree. So he relocated the family to the U.S. on the scholarship of the government. And of course, the government changed, military rule. So they stopped the scholarship support. They were stranded in the U.S., no food, no job, children and wife. But they did something. They were praying. They were praying, God intervene. Send helpers. When they, they prayed, nothing happened. They changed to worship. They began to praise God. They began to worship God. They began to exalt His name. That God, that we are even here, we thank you. For life, we thank you. For everything you have done, we thank you. And before you know it, two men walked to their house. They knocked the door. Of course, they opened the door. In the midst of that praise, these two brothers preached to them. Not knowing whether they were born again or not. The two brothers preached to them. And of course, they listened to the, to the message. Of course, they told them they are born again. Glory be to God. Before the two brothers left, as they were conversing, they discovered that they had no food in the house. Nothing in the fridge. And no job. And before you know it, the two brothers went out. They filled their fridge with stuff. And through those two brothers, they linked them to the church. The man got a job and is living a colorful life in the U.S. now. On the altar of praise. Many stories that I can tell you. When we are telling you things like this, it's not, we are not telling you just to excite you. There was a woman that had issues. He could not get pregnant. And the Holy Spirit put in his mind, in her mind, what to do. She put on tape, singing in the house, 24 hours. She filled the whole of her house with praises, 24 hours. And months before, the miracle came. <laughs> so you see, when we are telling you, praise God, Many of us, we have to force you to praise God, even in the church. Patriarch, God of God will give us time. I will t- tell you something. Some of you that, when somebody is praising God, instead of you focusing on God and praising Him, you are busy judging. This man is not godly. This man is a sinner. Is it how to praise God? Oh, my God. When somebody is praising God, is that your problem? If I decide to turn my head and jump in the, in the house of my God, is that your problem? Why don't you face the same God than to be judging and to be complaining? Oh, this guy he doesn't have God's feet. Is this how to praise God? <laughs> the power of praise and worship. What does praise and worship do? It destroys satanic obstacles and hindrances. That's the third point. The fourth point, rather. Which will be the second for today. Praise and worship destroys satanic obstacles and hindrances. In Joshua 6.20, we all know the story. 
So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpet. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout. That the wall fell down flat. I was about to shout glory. I was about to shout it in a way that your problem will hear. And we fall. Somebody shout glory! I see every wall of Jericho in your life falling down flat in the name of Jesus. In the case of Joshua and Israel before the wall of Jericho, this is physical wall of Jericho. Now, the theology of wall of Jericho, a lot of things they have said. And they say the wall of Jericho is as big as, it's not just one wall that you build now. Because they use it to, to monitor the old city. It's as big as two chariots can stand and work on it. They are talking of a trailer stayed on that wall. That is how wide it is to move. So you must see what they will have piled inside. I don't know whether they have iron rod then. They will have put inside the wall. And make it tall, like the fort you have now, that they will see if enemies coming from far. But they did not use any bulldozer. They did not use any granite or whatever it is. No missiles, nothing, no bomb. Only the shout of praise. And the Bible said the wall fell down flat. And the people of God marched into that city and take what belongs to them. I see you taking what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. Where it seems prayer fails, please try praise. A couple of weeks ago, going to a month now, me and my wife, we have a challenge. We have to go to the clinic. If you care to know, go to Kings. It's Kings here. And the doctor already said, we are going to, my, my wife is going to go through a surgery. So we said, no, let's travel and come back. We have been praying. So we actually went to the clinic when we came back to go and schedule the surgery time. So they were going to run some tests. As they were running some tests, I wanted to be praying. I couldn't just float to pray. I began to worship God. They did the first test. I was just praising God. God, I thank you. That I'm able to have opportunity to come here. And doctor is able to see me. I thank you for what you have done in the past. I was just praising God. They did the first test. The second test. The fourth test. The, the third test. The fourth test was actually paid for by the company. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> because they wanted to just confirm. All four. Negative. On the altar of worshipping God. On the altar of worshipping God. On the altar of worshipping God. So what is that issue you are passing through? My God is more than able to fix it. If only you will worship Him. If only you will press Him. Go ahead and begin to press Him. And begin to worship Him. No matter what you are passing through. In the midst of your challenge, just press and worship Him. For my God is more than able to solve that problem. Hallelujah. Do you have obstacle on your way? Obstacle may be a job loss. 
And even if God allows you to lose your job, I've already told you, if God brings you to it, He will take you through it, and you will come out triumphant. Who told you that is the best God has for you? Obstacle can be barrenness. It can be sickness. It can be miscarriage. It can be shame. It can be anything. And you have been praying. Why don't you try praise? Why don't you try praise? Or you have been trusting God for answers to a prayer. Why don't you try praise and give God the opportunity to do it beyond your expectation? Or you have been praising God. You have been worshipping God. To turn things around for your sake. And you seem not to see answer. Why don't you try praise? I want us to rest on our feet. And you begin to go ahead and worship God. For all the things he has not done. All those things God has not done in your life. Go ahead and worship him. Say God I thank you. For this my sickness. For you know about it. I thank you for this my challenge. For you know about it. I thank you for this letter of termination they have given me. I thank you for all the issues in my life. Go ahead and appreciate him. Let him know you are grateful. Why don't you thank God for life? Why don't you thank God for life? Thank God for what he has done. Thank God for what he is doing. Thank God for what he will yet to do. Oh Lord, we give you praise. 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 Lord, we exalt your name. Lord, we magnify you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. I see the Lord showing up concerning your case in the name of Jesus. Like he did for Daniel. In the midst of that den, lion's den, you are about to be hitting. The Lord will show up in the name of Jesus. His grace shall be more than sufficient for you in the name of Jesus. In the midst of that water and river, you shall not be drowned in the name of Jesus. That fire, that fire, that same fire you are in, you shall not be burned in the name of Jesus. For every of your shame, the Lord is giving you double for your shame in the name of Jesus. He's giving you double glory for your shame in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that is making you to mourn, the Lord is turning your money to dancing in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and put your together for Jesus. Oh Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Now somebody is here, you are not born again. You are not living a life that represents who Jesus is. He said God is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't worship him in spirit if you are not born again. Your worship, your praise will be a falsehood unto him. So you are here, you are not born again. Please, the Lord wants to visit you. I want you to raise your hand unto the Lord. You put your hand on your heart to pray this prayer. I begin to go to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Is somebody praying that prayer? You want to give your life unto Jesus? Put your hand on your chest 
and begin to make a commitment with him. Yes, do it, do it, go ahead and do it, please. And commit your life to him. The Lord has surrendered unto you. I surrender my life unto you. You are my God from today onward. I will serve you for the rest of my life. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me clean by your blood. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. If you made that commitment, let me pray with you. Father, thank you for this, your children. They have surrendered their life unto you. Please write their name in the book of life. And God them the grace to walk with you to the very end. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your mercy prevail over their life in the name of Jesus. From now onward, that which they did not ask for, do for them in the name of Jesus. Because you are the Lord that changes Lord. Visit them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. For you are you do miracles so great. There is no one like And worship him. Hallelujah. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. There is no one have a word for somebody here. It will take a miracle to bring you out. This week, God will work the miracle. <laughs> it will take only a miracle to bring you out, to turn things around. But the, that song said, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. I mean, I stood on the altar while we were worshiping and the Holy Ghost kept ringing that song. Kept ringing that song. Kept ringing that song. Kept ringing that song. The miracle that will bring you out. My God and your God will walk you this week. He will walk you this week. In the name of Jesus. What a word. Now, hear me very well. The key to your praise and my praise life is nothing but joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 18, like we were told, the Bible talked about Hannah. Now, after Eli had finished with her, she said something and it blew my mind. Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. And Hannah stood up and did eat. And her countenance was no more sad. She took grace to be joyful. Because you can't be praiseful until you are joyful. Now to be joyful is to be praiseful, to be praiseful is to be Godful. And when you are Godful, 
every wonder is permitted to happen. You become wonderful. This week, <laughs> the kind of miracle you have never seen before in life, my God will do it for you. Now, you just need to take grace to be joyful. Grace to be joyful. Is somebody taking grace now? Grace to be joyful all the days of my life. What is happening notwithstanding? Lord, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive grace to be joyful. No more sadness in my heart. No more sadness in my jaw. No more sadness on my journey. Grace to be joyful. Grace to be praiseful. I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' precious name. In the name of Jesus. You know, pastor was sharing, and then he said, sing Psalms. It's Galatians, not Galatians or Ephesians chapter 5 now. He was talking about sing Psalms. Sing spiritual songs. But you see, before that verse said, be ye filled with the Spirit. Why? Joy is a spirit. Praise the Lord. Lord, fill me as I go out of this church with the spirit of joy. Fill me all. Masatagaga, Likotaga, Liata Tosiata. Empower me to live a personal life. Fill me all. Fill me all with the spirit of joy. What is happening notwithstanding? I shall be joyful. I shall remain blissful. All the days of my appointed time will I be joyful until my change comes. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I saw the prayer that the prophet prayed for Hannah. Said, Go in peace. And the God whom we have come to trust grant you the petitions of your heart. I say the same to you today. As a servant of the Most High God, whom I serve and whose I am, go in peace. Whatever you have called today shall answer to you this week. Whatever you have petitioned God for in your praise and worship, this week you shall know it by testimony. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's be reminded. Fasting and prayer start tomorrow. If you have never fasted before, fast this one. Now, let me add. If you have never prayed before, do this one. Let it be fasting and prayer of praise. More praise, more, more praise, more joy, just celebrating more than prayers. And see God turn things around for you. In the name of Jesus. We are meeting tomorrow, 4 p.m. Let's come here expecting God to move again. By victory night, your testimony is guaranteed. It shall be a victory night of testimonies alone. And your own shall be there. Make sure you are inviting somebody for victory night because we want to dance and celebrate and give God our dances. We call it mad praise. <laughs> mad, wild praise. Amen. You just lose yourself. And just praise God. Lock up everywhere. Say, Lord, it's me and you today. And just begin to give it to Him. Receive grace in Jesus' name. God bless you as you go. This week shall be your week of testimonies. Everything is turning around in your favor. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. 
Let's share the grace in fellowship and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Congratulate your neighbor. Your testimonies are sure. Amen. Have a great week. God bless you. God bless you. Go in peace.